Thanks for joining me for another episode of Tech Show But Friendly. This is Anton uh, from Hardware Sugar and just a bunch of announcements for the news for this week. So we're expecting Intel 14th Gen. That's the latest gen. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if you can hear the... I don't know if you can hear the sound of the road, the jeepney just passed by. So Intel 14th Gen, uh, the refresh of the Raptor Lake line is supposed to come out next month in October, or that's the chismis anyway. I think they still will be using the, or, or the, the chips will be backward compatible. So they'll still be using the same motherboards for the 12th, 13th, and 14th Gen which is quite an accomplishment from Intel. Usually, it likes to swap out MOBOs every two generations or so. Um, still not reaching AMD's record of five generations of CPUs, but yeah, good job from Intel. And the 13th gen, 12th gen have been pretty good. At least they're competitive again with AMD. So, and yun nga, at least and from, the, from a shop standpoint, it's easier to manage inventory if a lot of the CPUs are compatible with uh, with a lot of the other motherboards, you don't need to worry too much about having to stock both new CPUs and new motherboards, which is kind of the pain point also for the new AM5 platform of AMD, which is why it hasn't been selling well. Or, you know, well, there are a bunch of pain points with the AM5 platform. One of them being that you do need a new motherboards are compatible with the old motherboards of the AM4 series. But, well, kind of hard to blame AMD. Yun nga, sobrang they supported AM4 for a long time. And you might need a new CPU if you're planning to play the expansion pack for Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty is coming out at the end of the month, uh, September 26th, if I remember correctly. But the developer came out yesterday, I think, on Twitter and mentioned that you can expect the game to hit 90% CPU usage on 8-core CPUs, which is quite a lot. And a bit surprising since you don't expect uh, games to utilize a lot of the CPU. Usually, most of the work when you're gaming is done by the GPU. Although, and I came across this news on Tom's Hardware, and Tom's Hardware also explains that actually we don't appreciate um, the heavy load that ray tracing puts also on the CPU, not just on the GPU. So they're anticipating that because of the wide or open scale environment of Phantom Liberty, that that will result in higher CPU utilization, especially if you have ray tracing on. And the recommended specs actually for Phantom Liberty are basically get the highest end PC that you can, which is very similar to Bethesda Starfall. Um, <laughs> I think a week ago, the head honcho of Bethesda was asked in an online interview how come, or you know, he was answering questions submitted um, from online peeps. How come you didn't optimize Starfield for PC? And his reply was, we did. And if you're finding it slow, then maybe you need a new computer. <laughs> so basically, that's kind of like a slap in the face for a lot of gamers. Although a lot of gamers do feel a little sensitive when they, when they feel that companies are implying that their hardware modest as it may be in some instances is not sufficient to run 
the latest games and so uh, Bethesda not mincing any words na you know well we actually did optimize it already and if you're having trouble well that's on you not on us <laughs> um, Project Red CD Project Red coming out with a similar statement um, basically saying that uh, the Phantom Liberty does you know will require a lot of hardware and plan accordingly or you know even if if you have eight core cpus that's really kind of like the minimum that you would want it at uh and even with that you're gonna you're gonna be expecting 90 percent cpu utilization um and they were even talking about like temperatures make sure that your cpu is properly cooled because we are really going to stress out the cpu and to that i say yes bring it on i mean my cpu is not the greatest it's quite old uh, 3700x so quite old in terms of the modern line of cpus but i've always felt that you know if i have this hardware i wish that the software would utilize it as much as possible uh for gaming yun nga, it's been mostly gpus but with i guess well as mentioned by tom's hardware with ray tracing becoming more and more popular apparently that is also cpu intensive and then last on the gaming side there was a leak so this is sorry there was a, a leak by a room by by uh so an unconfirmed leak rather so it is a rumor but it's uh it was put out by someone who has a very good track record of these things for gaming according to the leaker Horizon Forbidden West, the complete edition, so the base game plus the expansion pack, will be available on PC also in October, basically immediately after the PS5 version comes out. And I could not be happier, assuming that this leak is true, because I absolutely sobrang natuwa ako dun sa Horizon Zero Dawn, but I don't have a PS5, uh, so I wasn't able to play the Forbidden West when it came out. I also actually haven't played yet the expansion of uh, Zero Dawn. So, yeah, I mean, that was, uh, but I played, like, I re, I, I, I actually didn't have a PS4 at the time. I got it, I borrowed my brothers, and then I, I, I think Zero Dawn was the only PS4 game I ever bought for myself since yeah, I didn't really have the console. Uh, but it was, and I don't really play consoles to be honest. I I prefer keyboard and mouse. I don't fun that. Yeah, I mean, I was about to say I don't like futzing around with the console, but actually, it's the PC that is very mercurial and requires a bit more futzing around. But yeah, I, I really don't play console usually. But I was interested in Zero Dawn, and I played it, and I was blown away. I was so happy with the game. I was really immersed in the universe and uh, the gameplay so yeah zero dawn for me was like a stellar game uh so i'm hoping this leak is true so that forbidden west complete now with the expansion pack uh, will come out on the pc next month and but i i am still cheap so my my strategy for buying games is that i usually very rarely don't buy them anymore at full price so even if it comes out in October, we'll probably be waiting for the Christmas sales. I um, mean, that's fine because I have a lot of work to do and I have a lot of other games that I can play in the meantime. So Jedi, the new Jedi Survivor, which came out earlier this year, also waiting for that to go on sale. Although it has already gone on sale. I've seen it at like 30%. Hopefully, mas matas pa yung discount uh, later on in the year. 
Starfield inevitably will be on discount. Let's wait for that also. And then Horizon Forbidden West. And all of these are, well, Starfield and Forbidden West are kind of like huge games. So, you know, a lot of playtime uh, invested in them. So let's do that. Or, you know, I'm looking forward to spending a lot of time with that. Star Jedi Survivor, uh, the new one anyway. Um, I don't know how much play playtime there is in that one, but I did enjoy the previous one, except that uh, I found the main character to be kind of boring, to be honest. This very straight-up kind of white dude. I mean, um, you know, white dude as uh, connotations of, you know, it's very straightforward nga. Um, no surprises. But the gameplay is very enjoyable. It's nice being a Jedi again. It's nice seeing the Force powers. It's nice seeing proper lightsaber action. So all of that, oh, it's, well, spoiler alert, uh, it was nice, nice seeing Darth Vader again in action. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a fan. Uh, I will play it. Uh, I do hope that they come up with a better yeah, Cal Kestis or something. Was As a character, though, I found really bland. So, those are the games that we I am looking forward to. And that is pretty much it for the news. Although, I did want to mention last two things. Again, from Tom's Hardware. There's an interesting article on the management style of Jensen, so the CEO of NVIDIA. And it's a very different kind of management style from, uh, I mean, NVIDIA is a super big company now. Even before the AI craze, let alone now with the AI craze. But apparently the management style is very flat. So instead of having just a few key lieutenants that report directly, directly to him, he has like 40 direct reports, like people who actually like go straight to him. Um, Anyone is invited to sit in on any meeting, whether you're a new hire or the most senior below Jensen, because you know he really believes in tapping the experience of people and like collective decisions. They have no long-term plans, like five-year plan, ten-year plan, because he feels it. You know the the market is a dynamic thing; it changes, and you need to adjust accordingly. Um, he doesn't believe in competing in spaces that have become commoditized. I think what he means by this is that they're very mainstream so that you can just keep pumping out updates every year, like smaller and smaller, faster and faster, but no real innovation. So that's why they exited the cell phone space, the tablet space, you know, making chips for those products because he felt that the space had become commoditized. Um, not much innovation there, basically. So to be honest, very refreshing to hear about a company, a big company, a well-known company that I kind of agree with the management style of. I, I always find these big manage. I always find these big companies that have very weird management styles. That's very... I don't know. It always seems to me to be very inefficient, like very top-down, very very plastic in a certain sense Now, oh, mission vision, pero you don't do anything to help your customers, you don't do anything to help the environment, you don't do anything to help your your employees. I mean, it's the, the larger the organization, the easier it is to look to lose track of individual people, individual talents, and individual problems. NVIDIA, you know, doesn't have the best rep in terms of giving customers value for money these days. But as a workspace, I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. Like, the drive to be creative, the drive to be innovative, um, flat management structure where everybody has a voice. Um, yeah, that sounds pretty good. And I was struck by the similarity to Valve. Valve is famous for being very, very much like that, that 
there are no rigid teams um the even the physical workspace is very open so you can just hop desks like you if you want to work with someone on the other side of the room basically you just jump your desk <laughs> um and then the lack of so that kind of interpollinating as it were is an example of why valve games are so creative and so well regarded but at the same time that's also why they come out so slowly if at all because there is no you know you have to wait until somebody generates an idea forms a team uh the team members can i think leave at any time it's very free for all mercurial very fluid so that's why half-life 2 was a miracle half-life 3 we'll probably never see in our last in our we'll never probably see in our lifetime because you know it's a very freewheeling style there it's not like um game you well set down like okay we got to have half-life 3 in 2 years you you and you get to work um it's the opposite of that so it's interesting that we have these two companies well known for their innovation but at the same time with with very creative management styles and management direction very uncommon in both their industries i would imagine sobrang pressure cooker yung hardware space and i'm sure it's also very pressure at nvidia but at least they are open you, you know you can reach out to your boss directly and again same with the video game space making video games is hard demanding time intensive very stressful especially for triple a games and i'm sure it's also stressful at valve but the way that the teams form the nucleus of an idea how it's developed is a lot more fluid and yun nga um deadlines are a lot less are a lot more malleable and flexible depending on well you know i want to uh have more time to improve on this game so very much the rarity in industry in general whether it's a computer space or the video game space but um props to nvidia and valve and that's also kind of well i mean we're a very small company but i also try to encourage very flat structure anybody can come to us myself or my brother anybody can message me on our internal slack so like i also get tired of managing i wish that the management part of hardware sugar could sort of be an autopilot and we could focus on getting more revenue so we can get more stock and things like that um but yeah having to having to properly interact with people especially your employees um is a skill that i hopefully i'm getting better at as the shop gets older and hopefully my podcasting skills and hosting skills video hosting skills are getting better kahit pa paano um thanks for sticking with us <laughs> both the shop both the youtube channel and the and this podcast thanks for sticking with us through our growing pains enjoy the weekend if you're listening to this on the friday that it dropped but whenever you get around to watching or listening to this episode thanks so much for lending me your ear <laughs>